This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I hope I'm reaching you at a good time. I hope this is an okay time for both of us. The podcast will continue whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not. You can pause it. You can do whatever you want. If this is your first time listening to the show, good luck following along. I feel like I've already lost everyone. I'm reporting live from a new haircut, so I'm just all over the place. Ah, what else is happening? We're not going to get into what the other things I've seen today. Let's get into the podcast. Today's guest is absolutely incredible. It's Ali Maki. Ali, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Hello. Thank you for saying my name right. What do people usually do? Mackie. Mackie. Mackie feels so, feels very Midwest. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, you're right about that. I would also think Mackie would be M-A-C-K, right? Yeah, that's more like (laughs) rhyming with tacky. The Midwest isn't tacky, but saying Mackie does sound a little tacky. I mean, everyone says Mackie, so the fact that you said Mackie, you already get a gold star. <laughs> As not a fun vowel. Ah? Ah. Ah. It doesn't feel great. Right. <laughs> and weirdly, though, I frequently do uh, go with an ah, like I say Nevada, I ah. say Colorado. Uh Right. But I feel like the the smart default when you don't know how to pronounce a word is go with the uh, the other one sounds certainly classier. Ah, oh, yes, There's, Maki. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like when someone says Halloween, you know they're really coming from a fancy place. <laughs> You're right about that. You are correct. You seem very fancy. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad I've tricked somebody. <laughs> Finally fooled someone. Um, no, I'm not. I. I'm trash. I'm essentially trash. How dare you? You can't just call yourself trash. <laughs> you know the me. cover photo of your Spotify, you know, of the podcast? Oh, sure, sure. You look so fancy. <laughs> like, I would want to have drinks with you in a in an old-timey mansion. Oh, my God. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Okay, let's do I it I mean, sometime. we'll put it on the calendar. <laughs> I, I have to Perfect. find a mansion, uh, but... I mean, that can be done. But like old-timey, maybe an escape room. An es- having a drink in an escape room, that feels dangerous. Yeah, it does. But it's so fun. It feels like that should happen in an escape room bar where you're getting uh, progressively more drunk and it becomes more difficult. Yes. Why hasn't anyone done this? I don't know. I mean, this podcast, the ideas that come out of this, like if listeners are taking advantage, they're making a lot of money off of my business concepts. That's true. You probably have a lot of great business concepts. I can (laughs) feel that in you. I try to plant these seeds and then when someone takes them, I immediately launch into a lawsuit. So I don't have to do the work, but I get the money. You know, it's like IP theft, essentially. You're a businessman. (laughs) I respect it. That's something everybody knows about me. Um, How's life? What's new? It's 89 degrees, 90 degrees right now. It's hot, and I am or- I already run hot as a person, mm-hmm. so even just the faintest sunlight, and I'm going to be balmy and right. a little bit anxious, <laughs> so I carry around. I, I'm drinking. I'm a big beverage person. Okay. So I have my ice water here that you've so kindly brought me, and 
People are always confused about this. I want to talk about this. I've never tried this drink. It's called Zevia or maybe it's Zevia. I don't oh, know. Oh, right. I you know, know. <laughs> we want to go fancy. Um, it's a zero calorie soda. All right. So, because I'm addicted to Diet Coke. Oh my God, you're talking to the right person. Really? I've, I've, I have cancer. I'm going to, I mean, it's, it's coming for me. But I watched this documentary. Is aspartame really bad or is it a myth? I mean, it does seem like a myth, but I, even though that it's, it's a myth, I've had enough Diet Coke for it to be a problem anyway. Oh, 100%. Me too. But with the lime, or I'm sorry, with the lemon. Oh, you like a lemon. I like a lime. You like a lime. Although I think it's placebo. What do you mean? I mean, I don't think limes and lemons have that big of a taste difference. Really? Right? Are you sure your taste buds are working? I think it's a very different taste I thought they profile. were kind of interchangeable. Well, they're definitely both citrus. That's for sure. Right. But lemon feels more bright. Interesting. And lime feels like the it's like dark <laughs> enemy or something. You're describing colors, Allie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what I'm talking about. I would say like, limes are uh, uh, fruitier. If I were to say it's a, the taste, what like limes? if there was a taste. Okay, okay. And obviously, I'm preferring a lime in the drink. You love lime. You love a lemon. But back to Zevia. Zevia. This was to help combat my Diet Coke. But what's funny is I do all these, you know, we're all doing all this stuff on Zoom. And a couple times people have said, are you drinking a beer? (laughs) Because it's in this blue can. It looks like I'm drinking like a Michelob Ultra or something. (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm not I'm not just drinking my way through this business meeting. <laughs> I think if you're on Zoom, you're absolutely allowed to just get hammered. I agree. You should you should start the meeting at least medium drunk. I agree with you. I think most people that are having the mug. Oh yeah. Just, There's some something swishing around in those mugs. Definitely. What's the flavor of the Zevia? Blue confuses me. I can't I could never tell you. I would say like vanilla. Well, they do have all kinds of flavors, but this is just cola. Cola. It, it's just cola, and, and it's it's fine. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you know, it's totally fine. What's the difference between that and Diet Coke? Like, why would you take this over a Diet Coke? Well, this has stevia, and, oh. and Diet Coke has aspartame. And are there any Coke products with stevia? I feel like there was at some I point. I work for Coke <laughs> now. <laughs> and this is a Pepsi podcast, so we're going to blur, or, you know, bl- I guess the audio version of blurring out the word Coke every time you say it. <laughs> Um, no, I feel like Coke did try Stevia at one point and it must have been too expensive for them or something. Annalise is nodding their head. Yes. It was Coca-Cola Life. It had the green label. Yeah. And it was made with Stevia and some sugar, like actual sugar. Oh, interesting. It was a mix. It was a blend. See, so that's the problem because people, when they drink a diet soda, do not want a single calorie. So when there are some calories, they're like, well, why am I... Right. I'll just have the real or the diet. Exactly. The middle no, ground doesn't exist for diet no, sodas to me. There's no gray area when we're talking about soda. And calling it life. I mean, it's it's like, what does this say about the rest of your beverage line? Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's not right. I Do you call... Soda, soda or pop? This is uh, this is actually well. I'm I, I'm going to say this is interesting, and people are going to be like, "That's deeply uninteresting." But this is what I'm from Utah. From oh. when I was a kid until uh, I was probably 14, everyone said pop, and then there was kind of a shift to soda. People started saying soda. I don't know if it was the internet influencing people or what, <laughs> and people probably still say pop there. You hear soda a lot more often. What do you say? Well, I you just uh, said something that made me think it was exactly the same because I do remember, I think this is why I'm having a crisis about it because <laughs> when people ask me that, I'm like, well, I could have sworn at one point I was only saying pop and then it moved over to soda. So maybe it was just this whole... Right. There must have been some like propaganda. shift in the culture, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wanted all of us saying soda. Because yeah. when you say, when I say pop now, I feel very uh, small town. Yes, I feel, I'm like Riverdale. It's right. giving Riverdale, right? <laughs> there are white fences. <laughs> yeah. uh, although Riverdale, I've recently heard they all have superpowers or something. So I don't know that that's... Oh, do they? I mean, this is the rumor mill. Wait. I don't know that it's a rumor mill. I think it's a fact that I'm someone told me so that. I'm so confused because that would mean like Jughead and Archie, they all have powers? I guess. Uh, I unexplainable. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. It's wild to me that that... It feels like that show has now been going for about 40 years... But I think it started in probably 2017. Really? 
Well, you're asking the wrong person. You would person. know better <laughs> than me, I think. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I've I don't know that I've ever seen an episode. I've, you know, seen little clips and I just I picture neon. I picture hot teens, mm-hmm. although they're obviously played by 35-year-olds. Yes. And uh they're in various dramas and I apparently now have superpowers. You know, when I was 15 or 16, you know, all the tween to young adult it was my dream to be in a CW. I think it was everyone's dream at that time if you were right. kind of auditioning was to be on a CW show. Is there a CW show you would have loved to be on? I'm trying to think. Oh, well, probably The Vampire Diaries. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. That feels sexy and exciting. It was very exciting. I auditioned for one of the main characters. I don't remember which one. Okay. I was very sad, you, you know, all all that stuff. And then they kept bringing me back for other roles. And I was like, one day I'll be a vampire. And then they, they never cast me ever. <laughs> what a shame. They're lost. It, you're right. There's a reason that show's not on the air anymore. If it's not on the air anymore, I assume it's not on the air anymore. Oh my gosh. If it was still on the air, that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be amazing. But it was kind of a soap opera, right? And I feel like yeah. soap operas have legs for days because, you know, they they just, uh, they can do whatever they want with the storyline. Nobody cares. It's right, like, switch oh, out now people. now this wild thing's happening and this person, yeah, like we've got a whole new person. But what I have to say about soap opera actors is I have such respect because I, I've heard that like if you're on Days of Your Days of Your Lives, Days oh, of Our a, Lives. That might be the sequel. <laughs> days of Your Lives. It's kind of an interactive series. <laughs> yeah. You can choose <laughs> where you want the people to go. Uh, I've heard that. I've heard I have no, you know, idea if this is true or not. That you go and you have to do you have to learn like 40 pages a day or something like because that. Because it's basically you're doing a live play right. that hasn't been done until that day. Right, so maybe I should go do it just to get better at memorization. Oh, that would crush me. Totally. That is so much memorization. so much. And then to be immediately performing it in front of a camera. Right. I mean, uh, and I'm not going to say anything else about soap operas. (laughs) That's for your other soap opera podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Your rewatch. Tune tune into my soap opera uh, Patreon. It's $50 a month and I talk nonstop soaps. Um, no, it's I, called Days of Your Lives. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's actually good. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to look into that. That could be a big money maker for me. If you're, I'm looking for a co-host if you have any interest. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> how did we get to... Oh, so you've been acting for quite a while then. Yeah. Since I, you were a kid? Yes. I, I grew up in Seattle and I started doing musical theater when I was like six or seven years old. Wow. Yeah. What was your first musical? It was called the, I I just know it right away, the Magical Story Circus. Oh, this is up my alley. And I played a circus troupe member. (laughs) But this was, okay, this is actually a whole traumatic thing for me because I was actually cast as one of the lead roles. Okay. um, Which was very, you know, exciting. Is my first time ever doing this? And, you know, who would have thought? Because I was very shy. So my mom was like, what? How did you get the lead role? This is so exciting. (laughs) And the lead role, they didn't have a name. It was just uh, Asian princess. That was the the lead role was Asian (laughs) princess. Yeah, yeah. That was A lot of uh, thought put into the show. Totally. Um, And there was also the Asian prince. Okay. So I, you know, I'm like six or seven. I, I, I don't want to say, I, I don't know exactly, but six, between, between six and seven. And you had to kiss the Asian princess. I had to kiss the Asian prince. Oh, what is... And I was like... Who what? is behind this play? This what? feels wrong, right? And <laughs> so I remember just being there at the, you know, rehearsal. And I just was like, I'm in this you know, Asian garb. It wasn't really any sort of actual Like specific. a catch-all stereotype. Yeah, it was just like, but let's put something together. Right, right. And then I'm with the Asian prince who was not Asian. Oh, it went I, to a, right, a white guy? It definitely, yes, oh, no. it did. And <laughs> How do they explain that? <laughs> right. I mean, this is a long time ago, but sure. still something in my six-year-old brain was like, this doesn't feel right <laughs> for so many reasons that I'll, I'll never be able to explain until maybe I'm 35 years old. Um, so now I have such clarity on it. But I actually stood up for myself and I was like, I'm not kissing the prince. I'm not wearing this. And I quit the role. And you wow, know, good it, was, for you. it was devastating to the family. When I tell <laughs> sure. you the 30 years of, remember when you quit the, the lead play? <laughs> 
And it's only been the last couple of years where I'm like, you know what? I stand behind the freaking <laughs> yeah, I totally position. support you. The, uh, so did you end up being something else in the show? Yeah, I was the circus troop member. Oh, circus troop member. That's right. I was so happy just being in the back. But what's funny is there's this picture of me and, in, in, you know, you have to be kind of a utility player. Um, different costumes. Sometimes you have to move the set around. And I, in this that scene where they kissed, I had to be a water buffalo. So I was behind <laughs> with a little water buffalo and just watching watching these two people because they had the TA fill in last minute because it was so last minute. Wow, you dropped out that late It was game. sort of right before we were going to go up, which right. is my bad. You know, I'm, I'm so sorry. I should have said it earlier. <laughs> but I'm just behind them in my water buffalo costume and you have these two people on stage in Asian garb. Right. Kissing. And was the TA <laughs> a white girl? Yes. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's a very... Interesting and nuanced story with oh, many yeah. layers. Oh, yes. Were you singing and dancing? What was the b water buffalo doing? Oh, the water buffalo was chewing. <laughs> yeah, like the kind of like space work kind of chew, like pretend the grass, you know, all the stuff. I loved it because I got to wear, you know, all different costumes and dance and be in the background. And I was super happy being in the background. And then, like, where did you go from there? Um. Oh, gosh. How much time do you have? But, this is a nine-hour podcast, oh so dear. take your time. Oh, no. <laughs> well, after that, so I, then I started doing a bunch of stuff in the Seattle area, and there was this woman going around at the time when I—this is now when I'm 13, almost 14. Okay. And she was a manager, and she would go around to all—you know, this is very much that um, John Robert Powers era, you know, the modeling schools sure, type of thing. right. Discovered in a mall. Exactly. Very common to have these kind of workshops, be a star kind of thing. And so there was a manager and my friend told us about, my friend told my mom about it and try to take this acting class. So I enrolled in this acting class and then the manager was like, you're it, you know, which I'm sure she said to everyone, sure. come out to my acting boot camp in California, wow. in, in Hollywood. Okay. Um, and it was supposed to be like a summer camp experience. And I was like, I'm going, I'm, I'm going, there's no stopping me. And so I went and then I, I am still here. Wow. I, I never went back home and- did your mom come out with you or anything? No. This feels uh, like something from the 1800s. Well, it's very early 2000s, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was kind of a just not realizing what the world was. Oh, totally. I mean, so I lived in this condo. It ended in being, a farm or a barn or it, something. Basically. I mean, we lived in a condo okay. in uh, Santa Clarita, which, you know, was not right, what right. we thought it was going to be like, come to Hollywood. It was like this condo in Santa Clarita. No shade to Santa Clarita, I mean. Zero. But it was just very far away from anything. And um, yeah, and I stayed in this condo with all these other kids for wow. a bunch of years. Who was watching over you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she lived there. Okay, she lived there. She lived there. Wow. She also loved Diet Coke. Maybe that's like that a weird trauma bond yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, so how long were you in the condo before you moved out of the condo? So I would say until I was like, maybe like three or four years. Okay. I, this is like kind of hazy, but eventually my mom did move out here. Okay. She got a teaching job and then. Right. And then we stayed in Valencia and I went to high school there. Wow, that's <laughs> incredible. I mean, this is almost Oliver Twist. Very yeah. Dickensian, just a bunch of yes. essential orphans in one space with this leader. Yes. She didn't have you stealing, did she? <laughs> Nothing like that. No, no stealing. But, <laughs> y you know, it was very interesting the way it all was like there would be other moms and then the older kids would drive around the younger kids. And, right. Y you know, it, it was a whole, a whole web. Wow. Yeah. And was there a point where you're like, oh, this is going to work? This is actually working out for me? Oh, from day one, I was like, I'm wow. committed to this, you know, I, because I think I was so naive. And then when I walked into the house, I was like, okay, I had a moment where I was like, this doesn't feel right. Again, you know, my little intuition, right, like, right. Hmm, maybe this isn't right. And I remember she immediately said like, well, this is what it's like to be a grown up. So wow. get used to it. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, this would have liked to be a grown up. This would like to be a grown up. And that kind of just carried me through. And when you're a kid, you want to be a grown up. So right, right. I was like, sure. This is my big chance. Yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I remember walking through malls in like the 90s, early thousands thinking, maybe I'll be discovered. Maybe there will be somebody here 
I was in the middle of Utah. What, <laughs> what could have possibly happened? But that did feel like a big trap during that period. Just yeah. people floating around malls looking for the youth. Right. And they wanted, they're like, give us your money. We'll take head pictures of you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? I, it's all, it was definitely a cultural moment in time. Right. That I think we hopefully have moved past. But you never know. You never know. There are some stage parents out there that will do whatever it takes. Get their kid That's on true. television, that kind of thing. I'm going to come back in a year and you're going to have a whole uh, acting boot camp <laughs> set up. <laughs> Teens running everywhere, getting their head shots, and <laughs> putting people on tape. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my way out of this business. I mean, I guess my way slightly to the side of this business is yeah. what it would be. Well, you never know. Bridger's Boot Camp coming uh, 2024. I would sign up. I'm looking for starlets. I'm looking for stars. Whatever. I'll take whatever. Open call. Open call. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, look, I feel like we've been dancing around this long enough. This podcast is called I Said No Gifts. You came today. I was very excited to have you here. You know, uh, it was hot, but I thought we'll have a nice time anyway. It'll be a nice day in the backyard. And then I spot you on my porch holding a pink gift bag. Allie, clearly this is a gift for me. What what could you possibly have been thinking? Well, I have to just say something in that I, it's not just specific to you. Oh, interesting. So I, it's thoughtless. Pretty much. It's more <laughs> of a stress thing and okay. a, a people-pleasing thing because... I was taught in my family, like, you do not show up empty-handed. Oh. It's actually very bad. I mean, and even just culturally in Japan, it's it's actually very important, the gift-giving process. So if you actually don't accept this, then I would it would be very offensive, actually. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not above being completely rude. So we'll have to see what happens here. Okay. Um, oh, we've got a helicopter overhead. They're excited about the gift. Everyone's excited about this big They're flying over your property trying to, to get see a what it is. This is kind of a Madonna's wedding situation. Um, should I open it here on the podcast? Well, I would just be so sad if you didn't. <laughs> I don't want you walking away in tears. Uh, we'll get into it. It's a, a cute little pink bag. I just have to say really quick that I spent a lot of time on this. Like, <laughs> no, truly, because I'm sort of a uh, craftswoman. Oh. I, I love doing crafts. Okay. Um, so it's it's one of my crafts and creations. Are you kind of an all... I mean, should I open it or can we talk about crafts for a minute? You can open it. We'll and then we, can talk- we can talk about crafts after. We can talk about crafts anytime. All day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm reaching in. We have tissue. Throwing the tissue oh, around the mic, the of ASMR. course. Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, right now, I mean, you've told me it's a craft thing, so, but as I'm touching it, it almost feels like an avocado. I'm going to pull it out. Oh, it is an avocado with <laughs> a little dog head taped to it. A dog head? That is my child, my son. What? The prince of my heart. What's his name? Jesse. Oh, this is so cute. And now, I don't know that it's taped or glued. Is it glued? Oh, it's a sticker. Oh, it's a sticker. No, oh, I wow, got this those, is full. We got those stickers made. What? Okay, well then, I don't even know where to begin here. Let's talk a little bit about the dog, first of all. His name's Jesse. Mm-hmm. What kind of dog is he? To me, he looks kind of like a terrier or something. He's a Tibetan terrier. Wow, good yes. for me. <laughs> <laughs> good job. <laughs> now, he is a Tibetan terrier, and his job, you know, where his lineage came from is that he would... Uh, guard the temples for for the monks. Really? Yeah. This is a small dog. No, no. They're not small? Well, he's 30 pounds. Oh, so he's a medium size. He's medium. But I feel like you would want to breed a slightly larger animal for guardianship. No, because he, this is his superpower. He he barks and you're scared. But then he's quiet and he just watches and he makes sure everyone's good. What does he bark at? Anything. <laughs> Everything. You know, oh, no. anyone that walks by. Okay. We have this sweet, like, grandma and grandpa that live by us. And he goes crazy on them. Oh, boy. You know, but he is an angel. Mm-hmm. He is a prince. He is incredible. 
And I'm trying to make this whole thing work where we don't have pet rocks anymore, but it's your pet avocado. Yes, I think that's very nice until you're cutting into it and making it dinner. No, 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 no. You just have to preserve it. <laughs> Put it in the freezer. You have to let it rot. Oh, interesting, in the freezer. And see, this is one of those things where now I can come back and check on it <laughs> and make sure that you've not let the pet <laughs> avocado die. You have now trapped me into freezing an avocado. There's nothing I can do at this point. We have a child together now. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to be a dad. It finally came to me. Okay, and avocados do keep in the freezer for a while, I think. That's exactly right. So... <laughs> I was going to make some sort of toast or guacamole, but... Uh, no, I, <laughs> out of your pet avocado? You must <laughs> name anymore. it. Not well, But it's got Jesse on it. Right. Well, so what do I do? He's sort of like the ethos of it. Oh, you interesting. You know, it's like the, his, his vibe is that. Right. Is it? But you so can I make can name it, it your own. Ethan. 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 This is my uh, pet, Ethan. Because that, feel, that feels good. That's <laughs> classy. It's timeless. Why did you go with that name? It just popped in my head. It, wow. it felt like an Ethan to me. Wow. What can I say? That's so cool. Now, is Jesse J-E-S-S-E or I-E? Yes, okay. J-E-S-S-E. The male. Mm-hmm. My brother is named Jesse with an E. But Jesse as a, as a girl is real cute too. Yes, but isn't, don't girls usually have an I-E? True. I was thinking of Jesse and... Toy Story, yeah. That's oh, IE, right? Yeah. I like the IE. Yeah. There's something, I mean, you say the cowgirl, and there is kind of a lasso quality to it. There's like a. Interesting. I don't know. There's something very old fashioned and. Quality. Cowboy yeah. boots about IE. Oh my gosh. Put cowboy boots on Ethan. <laughs> so you, you you're must causing a lot of problems for me right now. You're giving me all of these tasks to do. I know. And I'm not going to not be able to do them. Where do I find a small pair of cowboy boots? Anywhere. You could literally go to Build-A-Bear right now and create a whole thing. And then you could turn Ethan into an influencer and create an Instagram. I'm telling you, people would love it. Does uh, Build-A-Bear sell individual accessories or do you have to go whole hog and get the the toy? That's a good question. Yeah, I ask a lot of interesting questions on this podcast. (laughs) I I, I feel like they must, right? Because they get you into the bear... And then they want you to come back to... But that feels a bit uh, gatekeepy if you come in and they're like, do you already own a bear? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> right. Like, if you don't own a bear, you can't buy the socks or whatever. Right. Wouldn't they just want any business yeah, possible? Any, they'll take any <laughs> dime they can get. They're struggling. <laughs> really struggling as a business. Yeah, I have to assume they sell all the accessories on the side. I don't know. I've never been... Well, I bet I've been in one before. <laughs> I had a coworker at a bakery once. She and her husband were, they must have been mid to late 30s, and they were very dedicated to Build-A-Bear culture. It was uh, startling. Tell me more. I mean, their home was full of stuffed creatures. They were their, their children uh, until they had a child. Wait, they were their children? They treated these things like children. The Build-A-Bear. The Build-A-Bears. They were very into... It was. I think they had every one of these things. They were all actual Build-A-Bears. I think they owned every type of Build-A-Bear. Right. I can't imagine how many they've got, uh, or especially at the time. But then they had, of course, other... I don't know what it is in the community. Is it stuffed or plush? And I think they probably call them plush toys. Right. I would call them stuffed animals. Yeah, I would say stuffed But their animals. home, I believe, was just filled with these things. And uh, Wait. Oh, have you heard of Zillow Gone Wild? No. This is my new thing. What is this? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I immediately have an idea in my head, but go it's on. It's an Instagram account where they um, do real Zillow listings. Oh, I love this sort of thing. And there was this one that was so frightening. There was just dolls everywhere, like porcelain <laughs> dolls. And then there was like a rocking chair in the middle of the room with a Ooh. like a sort of a clown sort of thing on it. Like it was riding the thing and uh, there was it, just dolls of all sorts all over the house. And the rocking chair was just kind of in the room unmoored. It was like placed in the middle of the room, like sort of as um, when you walk in, that would be the centerpiece of the so room. so unsettling. Very unsettling. I, <laughs> even beyond all of the dolls, if I walk into a room that just has a rocking chair directly in the middle of it, 
I don't, I don't know what I would do. It's well, got to be close to something. It has to be in a corner. Right. Otherwise, it's a little like, I don't even know. You're there entirely by yourself. No one ever else enters the room. You're just kind of rocking, looking at the wall. Right. Yes. It's very scary movie. Right. And did this feel like they were trying to make it intentionally scary or this person was a scary person? That is just what I wonder every day. I think about it all day and all night of kind of if this was a strategy or if it was just sort of like, yeah, take the pictures. We're on vacay. You know what <laughs> I mean? That person's not on a vacation. That person doesn't leave the house. Wait, what do you mean? Maybe they've got to go find more dolls. Oh, that's true. They're, they're on a, well, they call that a doll hunt. That's not a vacation. Right, that's true. That's a doll <laughs> safari or not something. Not all of the dolls are located in, you know, <laughs> right. the valley. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and that was that a California residence? I actually don't know. Interesting. I mean, it is an interesting strategy to just go full freak in the Zillow thing because a lot of people aren't going to buy the house, but there will be one special person who will pay even more. Well, maybe they just, you know, because I think selling a home is sort of bittersweet, right? Because you're, you've made all these memories there and you want, hopefully, the next person to take, to, to create more memories there. Right. So maybe they're just like, we want to find someone that has the same kind of interests as we do. Right. So we know they will take care of the property. Well, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess it's a strategy. It probably takes 10 times as long. But in the end, quality over quantity, right? <laughs> quality over quantity. You don't want a, a lot of people bidding on your home. That's a no. first rule of real estate. You don't want a lot of interest in a home. No, uh, never. <laughs> you want one scary person approaching and offering to pay in cash. Actually, that's not a bad thing. Uh, but uh, that's... Yeah. I mean, you know, they got money. That's fine. If they love the dolls, then <laughs> I wonder if the... No, they're taking all the dolls with them, right? I don't know. That's a good question. But if they're in the photo, wouldn't you get to keep them? Right. <laughs> False advertising otherwise. Yeah. I I, when I put the bid in, I'd say all dolls are nothing. Right. That is like a contingency. Right. That sort of house, and I think like renting an apartment or buying a house or anything, when they have horrible pictures, it is a good... Uh, I mean, it's excellent for the renter or the buyer because... Nobody wants those things. They look terrible in the pictures. Then you go and it's like, oh, this person's just bad at photographing or didn't quite know what they were doing. And you get a good deal. Well, I agree. It's all about the pictures. It's all about the pictures. I actually thought that I would, as you know, as a side gig, that I could be so good at taking the home photos. Yeah, what's stopping you? Staging. Oh, so much fun. It would be. Uh, I mean, I would be bad at it, but it would be fun. I feel like you'd be great at it. It feels like weirdly low pressure because you don't, you have a little budget to work with to stay. Yes. And you don't have to live with it. So you can kind of experiment and right. do new things. So that could be fun. It's like a giant dollhouse. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I feel like that's a career opportunity for you. Maybe. I mean, it's a, you can sure. always have a, you know, that could be like your uh, fun job outside oh. of acting. <laughs> I love a fun job. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to crafting. I mean. Oh, dear. What sort of crafting are you doing in your free time? I really actually am not good at crafting at all. Um, just starting off with a huge lie. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wanted you to think this gift was really special. Because it is. It is special. It is. Certainly special. I went to the market. I picked out the perfect avocado. Let me, let's see. Yeah, it's not, uh, like, in two days it'll be ripe. But it will never be exactly. right because it's going in the freezer. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wanted you to put on a little stand. I've got a, I'm going to stunt its growth. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, crafts. Um, I like puzzles. Is that a craft? <laughs> Absolutely not a craft. I just uh, completed a real journey with a puzzle from this podcast. It took me 15 weeks to complete the puzzle. What, what, what was the picture of? Horrible picture of all of the Republican presidents or... Uh, Quite a few of them outside of the most recent horrible one. He wasn't on there for some reason. But uh, it was me just completing this thing that I didn't want to look at. Wait, that was a gift from someone, Yes, right? it was a gift from uh, Chris Thayer, a guest of, I don't know, at this point, 20 weeks ago or something. I listened to all of your episodes. <laughs> I know all of the So gifts. certainly you've heard. Yeah, he. I mean, I was just kind of staring at Bush Sr. and Jr., Nixon all of them for weeks at a time. And it was it was kind of my first puzzle. It was a thousand pieces. It was your first puzzle? Yeah, basically, oh outside of elementary school. Oh, wow. And it was, I mean, it was weirdly satisfying when it started working. It's like, 
wow, I'm doing it. Yes. But I knew it, we were headed in a direction to a picture I had no interest in keeping. I know. Why? What? Okay, well, I appreciate your dedication to finishing it. So what is your sort of strategy with puzzles? Do you start with the out the corners? Yes, I kind of I kind of use the strategy that I've just heard through the years of doing the edges, the border, which was easy enough. And then separating into different color piles. Mm -hmm. This one had a lot of like peach tones and just solid black, which really became a challenge because it's just like I don't know where any of this goes. They're all the exact same color. Right. I mean, literally no textural difference or anything. It was just solid colors. So, uh, but I separated into piles and then just dragged myself through it for weeks and weeks and weeks. How did you get anything done? (laughs) Because I don't have anything to do. (laughs) My life's completely empty. Is this true? (laughs) Annalise is vigorously nodding yes. And flipping me off. Oh, wow. This is um, <laughs> the abuse that happens on this podcast. I, I do feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> my producer's giving me the bird and telling me my life is nothing. Um, I mean, I'm sure you know when you're doing a puzzle, you start getting into it and time slips away. Oh, 100%. That like is lose track of things. That is how I got through the pandemic. Of course. My boyfriend did a puzzle during the pandemic of a picture we actually wanted of our dog. Oh. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, see? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, we can talk dogs all day. But oh, my gosh. I want to know what puzzles you were doing. Well, I did a SpongeBob SquarePants one. Mm. Really tiny, so many little creatures in that okay. one. Oh, interesting. Very hard. Very hard. <laughs> How many pieces? I think a thousand. Okay. Is that kind of like the average, would you say, for like a regular puzzle? You're looking at a thousand or is it 500? Well, I think a, a thousand is if you, 500 is if you're like, I want to feel like a badass today. Oh, interesting. It's kind of a day-long activity. Yeah, and if you're just like, I need anyone or just a thing to tell me that I'm doing okay. Right. You know, because you could finish it. But the thousand is sort of like, yeah, if you want to challenge yourself and... Okay. And how long on average would it take you to complete a puzzle? I'm trying to see where I I stand with my... (laughs) It's going to make me feel bad no matter what you say. Well, definitely faster than you. (laughs) If you're spending 15... Did you say you're spending 15 hours a day? No, not 15. Oh, my God. 15 hours total? It took me 15 weeks. Oh, 15 weeks. 15 weeks. And... That's uh, not great. Not a... (laughs) In the world of puzzles. Uh, In my defense, it was a picture I had no interest in looking at. But still... Uh, Well, that's not really... An excuse? (laughs) (laughs) You can't just choose what you want to make. I mean, you're absolutely you can. (laughs) Not in this scenario, I suppose. It was given to me and I was forced. I had a gun to my head and I had to finish this puzzle. Was your friend appreciative that you did the puzzle? I think he was happy. I would send him updates and he would shame me. Um, Wow. But, uh, you know, it was a. He kind of on the podcast said, you have to do this. And then he, there was like kind of a call to arms to the listeners to demand I do it. So, I, I mean, there was not, literally nothing I could do. When you get all these gifts, are, do people kind of require you to do things? Are they checking up on the gifts? Like sort of like, I'm just wondering for my own kind of <laughs> strategy. I think you will be. I mean, let's be honest. You're going to be calling me day and night. <laughs> I'm definitely. You're going to want to like wish it sweet dreams every night. I'm the godmother. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't just give this to you and then if it died, I... That you would, would feel a great deal of guilt. That w- Me? Yes. No, you. I would feel nothing. You would feel nothing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're talking to a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, gonna, I'm going to put this in the freezer and we'll figure out what we do because the listener, of course, is going to want to see this on Instagram. And I think they that will. That kind of thing. And the progress of it right. and everything. But to answer your question, most people don't check in. Uh, on, on occasion, they will. Uh, but another helicopter, that may well, be they're a former in. guest. Yeah, they've <laughs> yeah. got a giant telescope, their binoculars, they're looking at us. Um, no, they don't check in. They kind of just swing by the house, dump something on me, and uh, then I'm, uh, I have to live with it for the rest of my life. Yeah, you've really set yourself up here. <laughs> when you give a gift, and it's a close friend... Are you someone that when you go back to their house, are you like checking to see oh, if it's still there or I don't I wouldn't say that I'm I'm checking in, but I <laughs> I I would say You're I, a noticer. I'm a noticer. I'm an observer. I'm not actively looking because do whatever you want. But if I observe or notice that the item is never used, 
Right. I have to kind of assume they're either doing it in private, which means they're embarrassed of whatever I gave them, <laughs> or they haven't used it. So how am I supposed to feel? Right. It doesn't feel good. Do you, are you like, why aren't you wearing the shirt I gave you? I'm a noticer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. You you already knew that. I think what we're both trying to say is we're deeply petty. and definitely. (laughs) We will seek revenge, this kind of thing. 100%. I mean, if somebody doesn't use the gift, the next time I give them something, there's going to be a downgrade. Oh, 100%. Yes. It's like, well. I get it because I'm an aunt. I'm an auntie of my- Oh, to how many kids? Well, three. Mm -hmm. One of them is 22, though. Oh. So I still give him- gifts all the time. He just really? wants money, but... I mean, mon- I mean, when they get to the age where you can just give them money, what a dream. I don't like that. <laughs> no, I like going to five and under. Have you heard of the story? No. What's I this? Like, it's a story where everything's $5 and under. Oh, I thought it was for children five and under. <laughs> That's another... <laughs> idea. Business ideas galore. What am I telling you? <laughs> it's getting interesting. Your business ideas five and under. Um, five and under. I like going there and I like... Spending a hundred dollars on nothing. Wow! You know what are you getting at a hundred dollars worth? Much. No, that I you're contributing it. to a global problem. <laughs> no, okay, maybe forty five dollars. Okay, and what sort of stuff do they have there? They have great stuff. Really? <laughs> they have. Um, I I just bought a birthday gift for my niece, and it was just all these coloring books, books. Oh, how fun! Um, stuffed animals. Okay. For your collection. Um. <laughs> Just all kinds of stuff. It's all five. But you could also buy like furniture there. <laughs> what? Furniture? I'm serious. For f- under $5? Oh, 100%. Like a lawn chair? What is it? Like, um, like shoe racks and oh, little cabinets and dog beds and they have games. Uh, they have puzzles. Is this a chain? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I've ne- How have I never heard of five and under? I just recently discovered it. My, <laughs> I'll go to the dollar store. You know, you're you're making some compromises when you're buying at the dollar store. Occasionally, they have, you know, great deals. Uh, I'm also going to Daiso. Is it Daiso? Daiso is like the place where you go. Uh, The things that when I buy there, I'm like, oh, this is something I want to own. Oh, And they're like affordable. Not uh, Not five and under, but but under 20, would you say? Yeah. Well, is there something that's $20 there? There are things that look like they should cost $20, and that's to Dyson's credit. Exactly. Uh, you you can get some great dishware there. Dishware, stuffed stationary. animals. Really? Beautiful, soft, stuffed animals. Wow. One year I had a little party, and I, I just bought a bunch of, like, Christmas socks there. Oh, so everyone right. could have a pair of socks. I should get socks there. But then you seem like you are so... Amazing and thoughtful. <laughs> you're like, wow, this person bought 40 socks. <laughs> like, for us? <laughs> Little do they know, Daiso. Well, it's because Daiso, I think, has some level of control of, over their brand. So it's like, it's mm. not just random crap. It, it looks like someone's taken some level of care. Yeah. Right? I'm so impressed that you knew about Daiso. I, the first time I went in a Daiso, I was like, uh, where did this come from? What is this? What it's did incredible. you buy? I love like hauls. I think know. I bought some sort of some shower caddy. You know, they have things like that. Yeah. I did buy my niece one of these stuffed animals. Cute. Um, that was adorable. It wasn't like a crummy looking stuffed animal. It was cute. Yeah. What are you, a bad uncle? No. <laughs> no, I'm not a bad uncle. That's. Uh, I mean, that's why I have a problem with... <laughs> Uh, why I'm waiting for my nieces to just accept money because when I need to give them a gift, I panic. I freak out because I don't. I want them to get good gifts. Wait, did you start this whole podcast as sort of your own, like, to help you in a way? <laughs> I think subconsciously I must have, right? <laughs> you must have. <laughs> everything. There's a reason for everything. I mean, maybe someone visited me in a dream and gave me the idea. It's hard to say. Right. But I think, I mean, it has helped me accept things. I, I'm not kidding. I, I can, like, get a gift a little easier now off the podcast. What about compliments? Compliments I will never be able to take. Same. It's a very difficult thing. And it's, uh, you should take a compliment. You should, realistically, but we, can, we can't. <laughs> it's very difficult for me to do. Yeah. And it's, for me, somewhere between self-hatred and, I don't even know what the, like, why I can't take compliments. Same. I know. What like, The person's we, just trying to be nice to you. When were we taught that? Right. And what do you, what is your reaction? Because when someone says something nice about me, I instantly kind of do this, like, in, in like, <laughs> like, I, I curl inside of myself. Uh-huh. I kind of hunch my 
shoulders and I mm, like hide my face. <laughs> Not attractive, really. No, because you immediately, you're trying to deflect by becoming the, not the thing. Yeah, right. What do you do? I, I, I don't know. I'll say something that immediately dim- diminishes whatever compliment I've been given. Um, so if I, I was like, you're really nice, you'd be like... No, I'm not. I'm a huge up. asshole. <laughs> I will say, I think with shirts... If someone compliments a shirt I have, I've gotten a little bit better at being like, yeah, I'll be like, oh, because I used to be like, oh, I got it on sale or, oh, this is 40 years old. I still do that on occasion. But uh, for the most part, I think I can now just say, oh, thank you. That's great. But other, any other compliment. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. I love that you went specifically to shirts. Shirts. As if the only compliment you get is about your shirts. Well, let's be honest. I guess I've got an incredible library of shirts. Do you? I mean, if I'm getting compliments on shirts, your shirt must is be really cool. Oh, thank you. I bought this. I did get on sale. It was five dollars at the Bearded Beagle, uh, vintage place down on York, and then I dyed it at Sway's Sew Shop, which is a place I absolutely love. Oh my god! You've got to go to Sway's Sew Shop. They have a community dye bath, and every month they have four different colors. I'm addicted to it. Yeah. I go there and just drop off things, and then like six weeks later, the clothes are new. This was white. Now it's a yellow shirt. <laughs> well, most people would want the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you start off with the used white shirt, you've got to, there you've are frequently just, things you've got to do with it. It's already halfway there. Right. At that you've point. got to get it to the full yellow. So now it's kind of a yellow shirt. And uh, it's from the Tosa East Athletic staff, I assume a high school or college or something. Right. Right. How right. did we get here? Oh, compliments. The heat is so blaring. I. My brain is melting. (laughs) There was a time on this podcast when we were recording during the pandemic in my back office, and we didn't know that I could have the air conditioning on during recording because we thought it would interfere with sound. It was 90 degrees outside. It was the Julie Klausner episode, if listeners want to go back and see if there's any evidence of this. Towards the end, I was blacking out. (laughs) I was was delirious. I did not know what to do. Wait, I vote that you should move it back in that room <laughs> as sort of like um, this is your own hot wings type thing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's a good idea. Thank you. It's like I've given you so much today. You really I probably have. won't You're get any commission. Giving and giving and giving. <laughs> that would be so funny though. Yeah, two people just sweating their brains out and like you start saying things when you're delirious. Well, I already feel like I've said too much. Certain today. truths come out and we've still got, we have two other things to do, so maybe we two. should get into them. Oh, two other things? First of all, we're going to play a game. We're going to play a game called Gift Master. Uh, I need a number between one and ten from you. Six. Okay, I have to do some light calculating in order to get our game pieces. Listener, by the way, I'm telling you, the Gift Master game is available somewhere online. Go buy it to play it at home. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. I've done some prom- promotion. Now you can do some promotion, recommending. Do whatever you want with the microphone right now. Hi, everyone. Well, the Big Door Prize is out on Apple TV+. Plus. Please go watch that. It's a very fun show. And yeah, I'm just hanging out in the backyard. He's, he's doing something very intensely. There's a lot of moving around the mouse. <laughs> it's a very complicated process. Oh, also Shortcomings is coming out August oh, 4th. August 4th. In theaters near you. Okay, well, see, that's great promotion. Please go to the theaters. Is this the Randall Park-directed yes. movie? Yes, it is Randall Park's directorial debut, starring Justin H. Min, uh, myself, Sherry Cola. It's incredible. It's a delightful. We, it, it went to Sundance, and it was just one of those dream projects you make with your friends, and then somehow Wonderful. it just, you know, it becomes this amazing little film. And this laser accuracy with the promotion. We're landing on a Thursday. Tomorrow, the listener's like, what am I doing this weekend? It's like it was meant to be. Yeah. It's like somebody (laughs) had some idea of the release schedule. It's hard to say. We have to play the game. Okay, okay. I'm so excited. This is called Gift Master. I'm going to name three celebrities, three people. And then I'm going to name three gifts, three things you can give away. You're going to tell me which gift you would give which person and why. Does that make crystal clear sense? Yes. Okay. Uh, The celebrities you'll be giving gifts to today are, number one, Bruce Dern, father of Laura Dern. Uh, He's probably mid-80s to early 90s at this point. Okay. Just imagine 
an older man uh, <laughs> who's been acting for decades. Number two, Olivia Coleman. Okay. Excellent. I love yeah. Olivia. We love Olivia Coleman. Number three is John Cougar Mellencamp. Do you have any idea who that is? Oh, he sings I... one of my least favorite songs of all time. Which one? Uh, it's called Jack and Diane. It's horrible. Oh, yes, I've heard that. Okay, <laughs> sure. I don't know much about him personally. You've got very little information about all of these. You know <sighs> Olivia Coleman. Olivia, you, yes. You know that Bruce Stern is an old man. <laughs> okay. Uh, an aging, you know, he's he's getting up there. Okay. And John Cougar sings a song that I just think sucks. Uh, the gifts you're going to be giving today are, number one, chronic migraines. So that's an interesting little gift you'll be handing Wait, out. You give the gift of chronic migraines? Yes. <laughs> oh. oh. This these holiday are season, give the gift of chronic migraines. Sadistic. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, number two is a deep understanding of the American tax system. So that's a nice little gift. That would be wonderful. Nobody has it. No one it's has that. It's mysterious. It's complicated. It's difficult. Uh, okay. Num- number three is their own brand of tequila. So that's a nice kind of celebrity gift, you know. You've got, I think George Clooney's doing it. Uh, I'm sure other celebrities. I know one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's got hers. So those are, uh, take all that information, wash it around in your brain. Alrighty, here we go. I think that right out the gate, I would say Olivia gets the tequila company. Oh, Did you say tequila specifically? Yes, her own brand of tequila. Can you imagine how amazing that marketing will be? <laughs> it would be... Uh, yeah, how do you market this respected British actress's foray into tequila? It would be perfect. <laughs> I think they could do so many funny things, so many little spoofs, or just even her in like a, a really like a floor length gown. Like, because because who says that tequila has to be anything? It could be anything. Maybe she can. Someone finally said it. Thank you. That's how I've always felt about tequila. <laughs> You've been, you have been terrified to say it until this podcast, and you're so hot that you had to say it. I had to say it. It's coming. You're the sweating. truth is coming out now. Um, Olivia, definitely with the tequila campaign, just because I want to see that billboard. Right, right. And it, we all want to see that experiment. Will the brand tank? Do people trust Olivia with tequila? Why wouldn't they? Because she, I, I don't really associate tequila with the British Isles. But that's what's fun about uh, it. Right. But fun or risky. Or risky, but... Sometimes risky can be fun. Wow. We learned a lesson. <laughs> All good things come with a little bit of risk, right? <laughs> sort of. Okay, so that's that. Um, John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> I'm such a big fan of his library. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, okay, music is therapy. Okay. So I, I would give him the chronic migraines <laughs> because he already has this sort of like therapeutic hobby. How interesting. And career that he can help combat that. Right. And I mean, and for me speaking personally, I I mean, I don't have chronic migraines, but I do have migraines and there's a good chance they come from Jack and Diane. Maybe hearing that song. He's causing it. The song is so bad that it's done something to my brain that occasionally I can't look at bright light. Right. (laughs) Well, okay. And then also, what if he can have, he can sort of get at one of those commercials about migraine medicines. Oh, interesting. And they can use the song. Become the face and voice (laughs) of of chronic migraines. Exactly. So he can flip it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Turn all of... Just like you turned your ability not to give good (laughs) gifts into this podcast. Well, and John C.M. John Chronic Migraine... (gasps) John Cougar Mellon. I think this makes perfect sense. Oh my gosh, yes. JCM. And then they can play the infomercial like in between the prices, right? Like <laughs> commercial breaks and stuff. I feel like it's perfect. This is perfect for John Cougar. <laughs> okay, and then Bruce. Bruce. Bruce can have the tax stuff. <laughs> so late in life to have that gift. What a waste. Well, he can pass it on to his children. That's true. Imagine you gather around by the fire, kids. <laughs> grandpa Bruce is gonna is he a grandpa? He's got he must be a grandpa, okay. right? Grandpa Bruce is gonna tell you exactly how to, or maybe he could leave it in his will. <laughs> Interesting. Or sort of write a book. <laughs> right. About breaking down the American tax system. He'd be a legend. Yeah, that's the legacy he leaves behind. Yes. Finally, somebody understands what's going on with the American tax system. Yes. And then everybody gets to do or one of his children. Does he have more children than Lara, or is it just her? Oh, you looked not at me. I was looking at Annalise <laughs> yeah. because I just feel like Annalise has got the answer. Oh, Do you have any idea? Two children. 
Laura Ooh, interesting. and um, the other remains sure. a mystery. Yeah, we Whatever. do love Laura though. Oh, you gotta love her. Wouldn't you want Laura to understand the tax system? I abs- I need her to understand it. Maybe then she would start like a new, uh, like H and R block. But she becomes like a CPA. <laughs> she should play a CPA. I feel like that's right up her alley. That would be a great show. It's I'm like Succession, the but oh, but interesting. with CPAs, but a, like at a local tax office. Oh, and then her dad, Bruce, can play her dad in the show, and he has an understanding of the tax system. This is perfect. And he passes that legacy on to Laura, and she's a burgeoning CPA. When the writer's strike ends, we're uh, we're going to take meetings. We're going to pitch this show. <laughs> there we go. Laura, Laura, reach out. Is it Laura or Laura? I never understand with Laura's. You are saying Laura. Laura Dern. Laura, Laura Dern. I would say Laura. I love her so much, and I don't know how to pronounce her name. That's so embarrassing. No, I, but Laura I Laura Dern. Like... It's La- Laura Dern. Laura, yeah. Laura Dern? What am I thinking? I thought it sounded questionable. Yeah, it's Laura I didn't Dern. want to embarrass you when you were Laura podcast. Dern. I can't believe what I've done to you. Uh, okay, we've you played the game uh, in a very interesting way, and I really appreciated it. Wait, what, what's the right way to play? There's no right way to play the game. Okay, it's more. It's a thought exercise, but nobody wants to have a thought exercise. They want to have a game. In today's culture, the you only- want a game. The only thing I'll say about the word interesting is it, it's definitely giving more negative than positive. <laughs> but maybe that's my own trauma. Because I didn't mean that. Sometimes my mom will be like, that's interesting. And I'm like, what does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> a by lot in- of people do that. That's interesting? Yeah. People will say, oh, it was interesting, but it's not a compliment. <laughs> it's not a compliment. We need to get interesting back into the compliment category. Well, speaking of interesting, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. The listener writes into I said no gifts at gmail.com. And they're interesting questions. Uh, they're interesting questions. And I, listener, I want to open this, really open this up. Ask it whatever you want at this point. I don't even care anymore. Usually there are problems in their lives, social problems, this kind of thing. But I don't really care anymore. I'll take any question. I've already assumed you're going to help me. Are you going to help me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I blacked out, I, but I think I remember what you said. <laughs> we had to pull you off the ground. <laughs> Your body is limp. Uh, this is Highbridger and whoever your guest is. That feels rude. That feels a little, there's no compliment there, whatever, but whatever. Th- that, this is the letter. Yeah. Oh. Highbridger and whoever your guest is. Oh. <laughs> my mom's 60th is two days apart from my 30th this year. Obviously, I want all eyes on my birthday, but it all, that seems unfair. Okay, so I want to get her something nice. She likes wine, but drinks a, a bit too much and likes reading. And honestly, that's all she seems to like. Her and my dad do keep bees, but it's more of my dad's thing, so maybe something to get her excited about that. I have absolutely no idea. Thank you, Leone, she, her. Leone, uh, the big question is, is what is this relationship between mother and daughter? This daughter is writing in and is, uh, you know, kind of pointing the finger about the drinking. Um, is right. obviously wants all of the birthday attention. Knows next to nothing about the mom. She right. knows she has maybe a drinking problem and, and likes to read. Oh, and beekeeping. And beekeeping. And that's more of the dance thing. Right. So... It feels like Leone, first of all, just wanted to announce she's, it's her 30th. Happy birthday, Leone. Happy we love birthday. her birthday. You're getting all of this attention, but also happy 60th to your mom. We don't want to leave her out. Oh, but how do we answer the question? You know what's hard about this is they're both big years. Mm-hmm. It's not like someone's like, I'm turning 28. I'm turning 37. <laughs> right. Or 57. These are right? big, they're milestones. 30 and 60. So I kind of understand why she's like, well, 30 is big too. Mm-hmm. Dirty 30, you, you want to give that up? Right. I understand. But, I mean, the thing is, is why does one diminish the other? What? Can it just be on a different day? Like because one is Leone's on... very competitive. She wants to beat her mom. She wants to beat her at this game, you know? It's, uh, oh. um, she... But is the question, what should she get her? Yeah, or she what... wants to, what do I get her that's basically drinking, reading, or bees? <laughs> Is there a book about drinking and uh, bees? Probably. Uh, what do you buy a beekeeper? Maybe a cute beekeeping suit. See, I'm all about when I... Here's my philosophy on gifts. Mine is all about experiences. Oh, sure. I'm not like, here's a, you know, a designer bag or whatever. Like, that's crazy as a right. gift, first of all. But... I'm more about, I'd love to take you to, like, let's do a beekeeping class Mm -hmm. together. 
how make a memory, you know? Right. So maybe they can go and have wine at the bee society. <laughs> yeah. There probably is one. I would imagine there's some sort of bee society. I mean, how fun would that be? Yeah, and it's uh she's uh because it sounds seems like it's kind of the dad's thing and this makes it kind of fun for her. It makes the mom kind of enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just beyond baffled why the 30th birthday was even brought up here. It should not have been brought up. She's confused us. What do you mean, why is by it brought up? centering what? it on herself. She's I, trying to get the mom yeah. a gift. Poke a hole in the bee suit and see what happens. That's an experience. <laughs> the yeah. truth comes, the real <laughs> measure comes out. No, but I agree with you because that's why I'm confused as to what is she asking. Right. Is she asking what to get her? Is she asking why she has to do anything for her at all. She She's asking, why are we so distant from each other? Why do I not get along with mom? You know what? The mother-daughter experience is a, a mystical creature. It seems mystical to me. It is so mystical, and I don't think I'll ever understand it until I have a daughter. It feels uh, more fraught uh, than other parent-child relationships, I'd say. 100%. Is that true? Oh, yes. Most of the... Uh, daughters I know, their relationship with their mother is never just smooth sailing. It's interesting, is what it is. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's not negative, it's not positive. It's right. just sort of its own interesting thing. Right, right. I can, I'll never be able to speak to it. My never. mom and I get along perfectly. Oh, Jealous? What is that like? No, I mean, my mom and I are great. Well, but you now. know, for now, for today. <laughs> Don't count on that forever. <laughs> um, yeah, what are, I mean, Leone, the bee, drink drink at the bee society. Yeah. Get the, there's got to be a book about drinking and bees. Uh, <laughs> give her a day off at the bee farm. I don't know. But also, I mean, just, you got to respect your elders at this point in the game and, and, and just make it all about your mom, I think. What do you think is more a bigger milestone, 30th or 60th? I think 60. Okay, interesting. Well, I haven't made it there yet, so I'm not sure, but it right. feels like it was big. But then 50 is kind of big, right? 50 is a big one. I would say maybe 30 and 50 are pretty big ones, right? Yeah, I would say so. It's a good question. 60, you've been around longer, but I think at that point you've kind of figured it out. 30, you're just about to have to figure it out. When you're 60, I'm going to call you and be like, did you figure it out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Will I make it to 60? It's anyone's <gasps> guess. Oh, how, I shouldn't say that on the podcast. My boyfriend's going to be very mad at me. Who's Edit gonna, that out. On your mom will be mad? No, my boyfriend. Whenever I talk about dying, he gets very sensitive. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, cool, cool, cool. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe leave it in the podcast. <laughs> How much? Uh, well, never mind. <laughs> well, I know. I was just gonna say, podcasting is 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 a, is interesting because how many people say things and they're like, Ugh. um, that's a good question. Not that many. I mean, I think that it, the medium does make people slightly more comfortable because they're like, well, if I do say something stupid, I can say after, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Cut it out. It's not like live. If we were going straight to a, an audience, I would be freaking out right now. Yeah. But I've said heinous things. Every episode on this <gasps> podcast, I say horrible things. Just the worst. And things. you leave it in or you take we it out? We cut it out. Oh, you cut it we out. We cut it out to keep, you know, to keep people on my side. But every episode, I say something that's just despicable. Wow. And I've said, you know. Where's that listener, tape? <laughs> listener doesn't know what I said on this episode because it got cut out. Right. But you agree. It was the worst thing you had ever heard. It was pretty bad, you guys. <laughs> I am stressed. <laughs> That I'm You've been this, asking to leave for quite a while. <laughs> Stress that I'm in this person's backyard. <laughs> There's some sort of gate. There's a gate. Keeping There's me a in. Loud garbage truck. I don't know where I am. <laughs> I'm delirious. This goes back to the heat, I think. Oh, no. He's offered me water. I drank it. <laughs> Who knows what was you in there? You didn't see where the water came from. That's sewage. <laughs> um... Okay, we answered the question. I have my avocado. We've got to get out of the heat. I want to get you out of the heat. Thank you. Thank you for being here. This was such a wonderful time. Thank you. You're a wonderful person, <laughs> aside from all the things you said. About <laughs> no everyone. one will ever know. They'll be deleted and sent to a digital graveyard. So Nothing's no one ever will ever deleted. catch me. <laughs> Nothing's ever deleted. <laughs> <laughs> this is on some sort of server somewhere. The NSA's got it. 
Uh, yes, thank you for being here. Listener, the episode's over. I'm dripping with sweat. I have to assume that Annalise, Annalise is probably, I mean, has been basically sitting in the sun. My apologies to Annalise. We're going we're gonna to end the podcast. We have to get out of the heat. It's summer. Go do something nice for yourself. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Cotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Well, I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!